What's going on, gentlemen? Welcome to the Man I Want to Be podcast, Wisdom Wednesday edition, where the big idea is if you get wisdom, you get everything else. Everything else that you would want in life, you get if you get wisdom, if you get knowledge, if you get insight, if you seek after it, you get all of the other things that you ever want, better relationships, you get better, You get more success, you'll be better at your job, your marriage will be better if you're married, your friendships will be better, everything about your life will get better if you get wisdom. And actually today's proverb, the one that we will be looking at, will has to do with getting knowledge and how difficult it is to get knowledge and the steps that we have to go through to get knowledge. If you're like me, you live your life as if you can get everything you need to know from a book or from a podcast. And I I hate to admit that is kind of how I live frequently, where I feel like I can get everything I need to know from a book or a podcast. Now, every, I think podcasts are great. I think books are even better than podcasts because when you read a book, you get to it's almost like having a conversation with the author. You're getting to see what do they think? What do they write? You and I cannot go to coffee with everybody who has ever written a book, but we can sit down and read what they wrote and get an idea of what they think. So it's kind of like sitting with somebody. If you read a book, especially if an author has written several books, you can read all of their books and kind of understand how does this person think? But, but What a book cannot do is show you your blind spots. That needs a relational uh, insight, relational knowledge, relational wisdom that comes from someone else who knows you, who sees you, and understands what kind of vision you have for the man that you want to be so they can point out where you need to grow. That's what today's proverb is about. We are going to be in Proverbs chapter 12 because it's April 12th today. Verse 1, this is the one we're going with today. And what I'm going to do, I'm going to read the proverb, and then we are going to work our way through it, okay? So, whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but he who hates reproof is stupid. Yes, the word stupid is in the Bible, and Solomon, when he wrote this, must have been, (laughs) I imagine he was writing it after he tried to correct somebody, and somebody rebelled against him, and he was just like, he was in a grumpy mood, and he's like, whoever hates reproof is stupid but it is it's a funny thing to be written in the bible a lot of times learning about wisdom it's fun it's exciting it feels as if the potential to take the take on the world is right there in front of you the world's been opened up you feel invincible it's a great feeling to have there are times i can tell like i can tell by what's underlined in my bible what i was feeling about certain proverbs ones about success ones about Uh, money or moral authority, which we're going to talk about, or wisdom and insight. Those are all underlined. The ones, though, that are less awesome or the ones that don't make me feel as awesome, I guess I should say, those ones are rarely as underlined as the other ones that make me feel like I can conquer the world. (laughs) So, for example, this one today, not underlined in my Bible because who wants to be disciplined or reproved or called stupid? But... This proverb is today. This is about, it's about learning, but it's all, it's about discipline. It's about diligence. It's about correction. Most of this proverb is about the correction that comes when you want to get insight, wisdom, learning, and knowledge. This is, this like I said at the beginning of the podcast, there are a lot of things you can learn from books and a lot of things that you can learn from podcasts. There's a lot from resources, courses online. There's stuff that you can only learn 
if you're in relationship with people who love you and who want the best for you because they see your blind spots. They see the stuff that is hindering you. And so you need to be around them and you need to open yourself up to correction. There is few things as arrogant, as prideful as people who have a lot of book knowledge and facts and they speak with a lot of knowledge, but they have no, they have so much pride, so much hubris that they don't even recognize how they are coming across. They think they're be- people who think they're better than other people because of this knowledge. And I've been there. I've been one of those people. I've been one of those people. I hope even today I am not one of those people who speaks like he's got a lot of knowledge but doesn't have the humility to have correction when it comes to my relational skills, my emotional intelligence skills, and things of that nature. <clears throat> So that's what this proverb is about. This is specifically about being corrected by those who are further along in life, who have moral authority, or maybe just authority in general. If someone ha- you want somebody with moral authority, but if somebody has authority over you in general, a boss or your mother and father, they have a, a parental authority. Uh, you know, they you want to listen to authority. It never goes well for people who rebel against authority authority and don't listen to it's always much better just to listen to authority unless they tell you to do something that is immoral or wrong or sinful then you have god's permission to not but for the most if it's not one of those three things if it's not immoral if it's not wrong if it's not sinful then you don't actually have to do it but it's just life is better if you listen to authority but what you want is people with moral authority moral authority we're going to talk about that here in a little bit just what that is I have been corrected many, many times by people with moral authority over me, people who have seen my blind spots, and a lot of times it felt like death. But I can attest, I can say from personal experience, that most of what I can now claim as wisdom when it comes to interrelational dynamics, emotional intelligence, any of that kind of stuff, I didn't learn that from books, I learned it from correction from people with moral authority over me, specifically older people, mom and pop, pastors, a dear mentor of mine, I learned from them. A moment of correction has at least 10 lessons in every single one. I also say that there's there's two things I always say that have at least 10 lessons. Getting punched in the face, <laughs> you learn a lot of lessons. If you, if you ever do something where you end up getting punched in the face, you learn at least 10 lessons. And then a moment of correction has at least 10 lessons in every single one. You and I, we have blind spots. I said that above. We have areas in our life that we're not aware that are hindering us from becoming the men that we desire to become. And these blind spots, they're against you. But a word of correction from someone who loves you, who sees you, and who knows the man that you want to be, they can point those out and they can keep you from becoming hindered by those blind spots. Now, I want you to know that correction from those like the reason I spent so much time on that, I want you to know that correction from those with moral authority is good. It holds you accountable to a higher standard of living. And I heard one person say, because you hear that word accountability, and we've got some things going on in culture and society that might have you nervous about that word accountable. I heard one person say it like this, accountability is not abuse. In our world, those two words, accountability and abuse, they have become conflated. Abuse is abuse. Accountability is not abuse. And I don't mean accountability in the woke sense that gets tossed around these days by people who have no right to hold others accountable. I don't mean by children do not hold adults accountable. And people who claim they need to hold other people accountable by screaming and 
doing the woke thing that you see in the streets that you, you can't maybe not describe, but you can tell that's not accountability. Um, account the ability to hold somebody accountable is an earned privilege that comes from being recognized as an authority. That's the only time that you get that. I don't get to hold people accountable that have no relationship with me. <laughs> that doesn't, that doesn't get to happen. It's, there's no way. <clears throat> okay. True accountability comes from a person who knows who you could become and loves you too much to let you drift away from that vision. So I'm talking like a mentor, a pastor, and a, your mother or father or an adult in your life who, who wants you to become everything that you could be. And you need to give them permission to correct and reprove you so that you don't drift from who you want to become. You and I, we have to be able to see correction as a good thing so that we can attain all of the benefits that comes from it. Now, you keep hearing me use the phrase moral authority, and you might wonder, what is moral authority? Moral authority is the highest form of authority possible. It's far higher than positional authority. It's far higher than like financial authority or any, any type of authority there is. Moral authority is the highest form of authority. Hands down, a powerful person can stand in front of somebody who is more moral than them and feel very, very small. There are stories written about it. I mean, you could take the president of the United States and place him in front of somebody who's more moral than him, and he would feel the weight. Moral authority is the highest form of authority possible, and it only comes by walking as a man of character and a man of integrity for years and years and years, for a long, long, long time. You and I, nobody wakes up one day and decides, you know what, today I'm gonna have moral authority. It just, it does not happen that way. It only comes to those, who's, only comes to those who have walked in what is true, right, and good for years and years and years, specifically what is true, specifically what is true. They have walked in relation to what is true for years and years and years, and they have become exemplars of morality. And this is in every area of life. It's not just in one area. It's not morality in one area and immorality in another. It's in all areas. You cannot fake moral authority. And you can spot these people in conversation. You can tell when somebody has moral authority in a conversation. Here's a great definition of moral authority that I found on the interwebs. Moral authority is authority premised on principles, on fundamental truths, which are independent from written or positive laws. So some laws are there, but they have no relationship to fundamental truth. For example, there is laws about speed limits. Speed limits have no fundamental connection to what is true. They are there just for safety on the road, but they don't have connection to what is true. As such, continue with the definition, as such, moral authority necessitates the existence of an adherence to truth because truth does not change. Someone needs to write that down. Because truth does not change, the principles of moral authority are immutable and unchangeable. Immutable and unchangeable. That's what moral authority is. You walk in step with truth that is immutable and unchangeable. Moral authority comes from those who walk in the truth for years and years and years, which means the people with the most moral authority are old, old. They ain't young. They're, they are old. They are older than you. They are older than me. 
Now, being old does not necessarily mean that someone has moral authority. There are several leaders of our country and there are people that you know that are old and no one thinks they have moral authority. I probably don't even need to mention any names. But those with true moral authority are typically older than you and me because they've walked in the truth for years and years and years. Now, you can, if someone comes up to you and tells you like, yeah, I've got moral authority, you can listen to me. Well, you can laugh and walk away because... Well, they're probably li- <laughs> they're probably lying to you, and they're thinking a little too highly of themselves. They haven't learned the moral lesson of humility, so it's unlikely that they're going to guide you in a way that you can trust. People with moral authority don't claim to have moral authority. They don't need to. They just have it. It's just there. So to recap what we have talked about so far, because I want to get into one more translation of this so that you and I can put everything together. Because it's this is more than about correction. This is about it's learning, getting knowledge, getting wisdom. So to recap, correction is from moral authority and it's good and it holds you accountable to the highest possible standard of living and it holds you accountable to the vision of the man that you want to become. Correction is good. And if you want to have moral authority one day, you're going to need to accept correction. If you can't accept correction, you'll never have moral authority. Correction is good. And remember, every moment of correction contains at least, at least 10 lessons in it, and these become gold for later in your life because we all have blind spots and a good word of correction from people we can trust keeps those blind spots from hindering us as we become the men that we desire to become. Now, I want to look at one more translation, and this is actually from the message paraphrase of the Bible. It says, if you love learning, you will love the discipline that goes with it. How short-sighted to refuse correction. If you love learning, you love the discipline that goes with it. <clears throat> that is, you enjoy the diligence, you, you love the tenacity, you love the hard work it takes to get knowledge. It's very hard and it takes a tremendous amount of effort to get intelligent in one area. So it takes, I'm going to use um, learning as a subject, as an example, and then we'll talk about the relationship stuff. I've heard that one per, I've heard one person talk about being able to write an essay about something intelligently. It takes at least five to 10 books per 1,000 words of writing to make a claim of writing. So if you're going to re- write a 1,000 word essay, which is about two pages, you, have ne- you will have needed to re- read five to 10 books on that subject so that you can make a claim to understand what you were talking about. <clears throat> and that felt like a correction to me when I read that because this the person who said that is far smarter than me and any other person that I've ever met. Far smarter. I'm not in a relationship with this person, but I, I heard them say that on a, in a talk and I was like, oh my gosh. That felt like correction to me because I read two or three books on one subject and I think I know a lot about it. But five to ten books per thousand words, now that's like, that's nuts. So there is learning, getting knowledge, getting wisdom takes a long time. And there, there, it's very difficult. It takes a lot of effort to get knowledge. And this is true of relational knowledge. It's true of interpersonal knowledge, of connection with other people, of emotional intelligence. So we talked about how much it takes. If you want to, if you want to be an expert on a subject like, say, American history or economics, it takes reading a lot of books. If you, but if you want to be an expert on uh, interpersonal relationships, it's going to take years and years and years 
learning from people, read the book, sure, but learning from people who do relationships well, allowing them to correct you, allowing them to point you in the right direction. And if you don't like the discipline that comes with that kind of learning, man, it's like the Bible says you're short-sighted and you don't want to be short-sighted. So what I'm, what I'm wanting to to say, because correction can sometimes feel like, I'm just, I'm never getting it. I'm never going to get this. I'm never going to get it. I keep trying. I'm never going to get it. Learning anything, whether it's on a subject, whether it's wisdom, whether it's on relationships, takes a long, long, long time. It takes effort. It takes diligence. So don't give up. It is worth all of the effort. And later in life, in your 40s, your 50s, your 60s, you will reap the benefit. Even in your 20s and your 30s, you're going to reap the benefits. But you will, fruit multiplies. Wisdom multiplies. You will reap all of that fruit when you are older and later in life. And you will be very, very thankful that you did not give up on learning, growing, and allowing people to correct you along the way. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Man I Want to Be podcast. If you liked what you heard, please like and subscribe. Don't forget to check us out on Substack keatontucker.substack.com. And until next time, this is the Man I Want to Be podcast.